Well, hello and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner is Mistress Gabrielle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of our talkathon. Boy, we sure can talk, can't we? <laughs> well, that's because we have a lot to say, and we have a lot to say about all different kinds of subjects. And this episode, our subject is: Will you tell us, Midnight yes. Lady? Oh, it's it's such a good one. It's such a uh, a fun topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, the topic is punishments and funishments. Ah, okay. yes, that was a word that got made up. And is now punishments and punishments, uh, and we're going to be discussing these two terms and how they relate in the scene to the kink scene, to BDSM, um, power exchange, uh, playing in in the dungeon. Um, it's a definitely a hot topic for a lot of people. They want to be quote unquote punished. Uh, with the air quotes there, uh, and there are a lot of sadists out there who love a good punishment scene. So, as our custom, we like to start with the definition of uh, corporal punishment, which is a physical punishment to the body. Uh, punishment is meant to change behavior. It is not meant to be enjoyed. That's why we make the distinction between punishment and punishment. Punishment is lighthearted fun. I'm going to spank you, you naughty boy. And it's fun and it's lighthearted and it's nice banter between the bottom and the top. Um, you know, okay, you're going to count with every cane stroke. You're going to count with every stroke of the paddle and ask for the next one. Or maybe you'll even have to um, perhaps uh, quote a little Shakespeare for your uh, dominant and uh, do that the right way. Otherwise, there's going to be a consequence. Yes, a punishment, or as we like to differentiate, a punishment. The... Types of punishment, though, could be a very large and varied list. All you need, really, for a punishment, because you want to change the behavior of an errant submissive or an errant um, slave, you want to, as we like to say, that the, punish the punishment fit the crime. So there are various and sundry ways to do that that don't all involve pain. You could have more of a mental, psychological punishment, like a silent treatment. I'm so upset with you right now that I, I cannot have a conversation with you about this right, right now. Right, right. You will stand in the corner while I'll go get a cup of tea and calm down, and I will come back to you when I'm ready to have a conversation. Um, you can also do corner time or... Um, 
particularly if you're in, involved in age play and you want to, you, yes. you have to punish your little, uh, your little, uh, and probably one of the best ways to punish a little, just like a little would be punished, which is go stand in the corner or sit in the naughty stool. Yes. Yes. Um, or I saw a, a, a slave being punished by his mistress that he had a ball gag in his mouth and a sign that said, I disappointed my mistress and this is my punishment. Right. And of course, that the, there's a little humiliation involved in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what submissive doesn't want a little humiliation? <laughs> At least just a little. But you're right. You can wear a gag. You can wear a sign. Uh, you're not allowed to speak. Um, uh, an outfit uh, for humiliation. Again, uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the the part that uh, forced by cross dressing uh, may uh, may be appropriate. Um, the other thing is, if you've got a little uh, who's misbehaving, you can take away all of his toys. Mm-hmm. That's not a happy little with no toys. <laughs> yes. Um, take away. Yes. Take away favorite items. Right. Um, Writing lines. See, the idea of punishment is to change behavior. So it should not be enjoyed. It should not be enjoyed. Because if it's going to be enjoyed now, it is punishment. punishment. I got gotcha. you. Yes. And okay. now, there is a place for punishment. There is a lovely, wonderful place for punishment. And the fantasy of punishment is, again, we like oral sex. Not O-R-A-L, but A U. R-A-L. Absolutely. So hearing and and a little bit of banter about future punishments coming and the fantasy of that is also highly encouraged and just a lot of fun. Uh, the other things that you would also need to consider is if you are using a contract with your dominant we did a whole episode on contracts. We engage a contract in our own power exchange dynamic. Right. We encourage others to use contracts because we feel like they're a roadmap for the relationship. Uh, it's very clear what the submissive agrees to do. It's very clear what the dominant agrees to do, what the submissive provides, what the dominant provides. In that contract, there is a clause that says whether or not you'll be using punishment. And if you are going to employ punishment, uh, what sorts of transgressions are going to get punishments? So the use of punishment should be defined in the contract. Yes. If you have one. Right. Okay. If you don't have a contract, maybe one ought to consider having a contract because these things are are, I think, um, things that need to be defined at the outset of a relationship. When is it going too far for me uh, to have a submissive who does this or does that or whatever the case say, may be? Um, constantly late for right. appointments, right. constantly late to go to munches or parties right. or things of that nature. And then you put that in the contract... If submissive or if slave is more than 10 minutes late and does not call or text me to apprise me of his new ETA, 
he will suffer X punishment. Right. And then you clarify, okay, you hate to be caned. So you don't do caning in your ordinary DS relationship. The only time the cane comes out is if he has disappointed you and broken one of the contract rules. And this is a good thing to have in the contract. What kind of uh, punishment should be defined there? I mean, where else is it better to define it? Yeah, we can have conversations, but you're going to have to have a conversation before every scene if you are going to define what's, um, what activities or what attitudes or what, uh, um, I guess you could say, words are used you could do that you could do that in the contract i don't tell say that everybody needs to have a contract but something like this it's out there in black and white again it's not to be enjoyed punishment's not to be enjoyed so the thing is these are consequences if you act out of um your role if you do that then you are going to get punishment and these are the things that i'm going to do one of the things i must say that you should not do uh, when you are meeting out punishment, is to ghost someone. I would like to think that we are all mature enough not to use ghosting as a punishment. It just simply isn't fair. If you want to reconsider the relationship, then reconsider the relationship. If it's gotten to the point where you have no communication whatsoever with your sub or your dominant, then that's not a relationship, okay? Yeah. Because relationships are based on on communication, okay? So we we need to remember that. Uh, the other thing we don't want to ever do is, is strike out in anger when we're punishing. And the same advice has been given to parents for years and years that you don't punish in anger. Nobody learns anything that way. And if punishment is used to change a behavior, then you want somebody to learn something that way. And generally, what what are you teaching them? You're teaching them the consequences of the bad behavior. So you can't do that if you're going to ghost somebody. If you really feel that you have to ghost somebody, um, then I don't think you have a relationship there. But of course, that's up to you. You do what you want to do. But I don't think that's healthy in a in a relationship. I really don't. Now, we you know we're we're talking about this topic. And for us, as lifestyle kinksters, and as and we've been in the scene over 25 years, it's actually 26 years now. Right. And it's a mindset. We always talk about the mindset in, in almost every single episode that we record. This lifestyle is a mindset. So we are 100% serious about... If punishment is written in your contract and you are and and you have a clause that says if the submissive is more than ten minutes late that and does not you know notify the mistress with her ETA new ETA, then caning you know six strokes of the cane is going to occur. You know, immediately when that slave arrives or at some future date, something that is set. Uh, we are very serious about that because it is a mindset. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Service is a mindset. Right. Submissiveness is a mindset. 
And if you're going to go to the trouble of writing up the contract with all of these clauses and all of this information set into writing, we're, we're serious about it. We're serious in that punishment is not fun. Right. It's not meant to be a, a cute spanking or a funny spanking or a banter back and forth. You're trying to change the behavior of an individual who is given very clear guidelines. Uh, what do we do, though? What do we do with those intentional rule breakers? He intentionally... Oh, are we talking about a brat or a Sam? Sam being smart-assed masochist. They are intentionally, intentionally being late and not texting you with the new... They are intentionally... Um, forgetting your favorite drink that must be presented every Sunday morning at brunch. You know, like, they, what? how do we manage those types of behavior where they want to get a punishment? So you've got an intentional rule breaker on your hands. Yes. Okay. Again, a good place to define what is intentional <laughs> versus purely accidental uh, is in a contract. And how about this one? Suppose you have, uh, you let's let's just put it this way: you have a sadist as a master, as a dominant, as a top. That's a sadist. You perhaps um, have a good um, ability to take a lot of stuff, particularly in um, uh, in in a scene, in a sensual scene of some sort or another or a scene where you've already negotiated exactly what is going on. And then the Dom gets pissed off for whatever particular reason, okay? Now, this is a sadist we're talking about. And a sadist who has no, shall we say, boundaries. A sadist who has uh, no agreement with the submissive is not a sadist I want to be around, I'll tell you that much. You need to know that you're not taking it too far. You really have to be careful if you are a sadist with punishment because you need to determine when enough is enough. You really do. You do not want, I'm going to use two different words. There's a difference between hurt and harm. Mm. Okay. Sure, you want to hurt them. That's what you're there for. You're a sadist. Your bottom is a masochist. Yeah, you're going to hurt them. But what we have to remember is to avoid harm. There's a big difference between the two. Do not harm. In other words, do not damage your submissive, your submissive masochist, your Sam, your brat, whatever it happens to Those be. Those are the things that are worked out ahead of time. And the best place is a contract. Is in your contract. That's right. Worked That's out right. ahead of time. Now, so what do we do, though? How do you manage because i have an idea about this how do you manage the intentional rule breakers so they do they will get they they are intentionally doing the wrong things they know very well what the wrong things are and they're doing it just to get punished well a good deal of that i think is is personal personal uh, choice okay uh for example um i think you have to be clear uh in your expectations even if you don't have a contract all right, you have to be clear in your expectations. If you know you're operating with a SAM, you know you're operating with a SAM. This is not a surprise to you. Mm -hmm. And you can actually put this in your contract or in your pre-scene negotiations. 
when you do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So don't do that. Unless, <laughs> yeah. What's the worst thing you can do to a masochist? Oh, smack them around. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. Oh, because you're not giving them what they want. Exactly. So if you are, if you have a feeling that they are intentionally pissing you off to bait you into punishing them, you can then take the tact of, I'm getting a sense that that you're antagonizing me to get a rise out of me so that I will punish you. Well, I'm not going to punish you. I'm going to walk away. You're going to stay here. You sit in that chair right there. And, and uh, I'm and, going upstairs. And you can stay there and I'm going to go upstairs. Right. And that's that. So the thing that you thought you were getting. Right. You're not getting. Right. And so. You know who your partner is, hopefully. But maybe you don't yeah. know who your partner is. So if yeah. you don't know who your partner is, you know if he's a smart-ass mascus, but you don't know if he really is a mascus. No. All you want you to do is smack him around. This is not, you, you do not punish people in pick-up play. Gotcha. This is, that punishments are reserved for relationships that you already have with people. And you want to change your behavior. uh, You want to change the behavior of the bottom, of the submissive, of your slave. You want to change the behavior. That's what punishment is about. You also have to be very careful when designing the punishment that you are not harming. You, you know, make them kneel on their knees, but they just had their knees replaced. So obviously, you cannot make your... Submissive. Or he just tore his meniscus, and I've got him on his knees. I'm asking for trouble, aren't I? You, you, you have to take into account. Right. Okay, so he can't be on his knees, cause, and he can't do any weight-bearing or anything. Okay, well, he's going to stand there with five pounds of sugar on both, you know, on each hand. <laughs> That's nasty. And he has to hold them up. Right. His knees are fine because right. he's sitting down, but right. there's the punishment. Right. You, you tailed it in a way that will not harm him. Right. Are his arms going to hurt like hell for a yes. while? Yeah. Right. Is he going to do that again? Maybe, but maybe yeah, not. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Take into account uh, situations that the bottom is going through or has an issue with. Now, in any type of play, particularly in a relationship where you know somebody, but any kind of play, and this goes for pickup play, uh, casual play partners, regular play partners or whatever, it really makes a lot of sense to check in with your play partner as to their physical condition prior to playing. Mm-hmm. Very, very important, okay? Even though you know this person, has anything happened? Um, is anything bothering you? Are you in a flare from whatever particular malady, you know, comes and goes on your system? Um, do you have any uh, issues? Are you, uh, like, maybe arthritis in the spine or something along those lines? Or suppose... Anything, actually, for that matter, it's always a good idea to check in because we don't want to harm. Yeah, we want to hurt, but we don't want to harm. Got a good question for you, though. We're talking about, um, uh, you know, smart-ass masochists, uh, bottom toppers, people who are looking for uh, for punishment. Um, when is enough enough? 
uh, as a, do a dominant, as the top? When is enough enough uh, from this? I mean, when is it time to reconsider the relationship or the dynamic that the two of you have? I think it, where it, it becomes uh, dangerous, it becomes disrespectful, um, verbal abuse, uh, any kind of like cursing or demeaning language or... How about not showing up for like the third time? Say, yeah. for example... Uh, MIA. MIA. Uh, this, that's something that makes me crazy, okay? Uh, when I have a submissive or a slave who is expected to be on the premises, either my premises or the play party's premises or a tea party's premises, uh -huh. whatever it happens to be, and it's the third time that they've said, yeah, they will be there and they are not there, I think that's time to reconsider the relationship or at least find out what the hell is going on. If yeah. you really want to know what's going on, you're going to have to ask what's going on. If you suspect that uh, other things are happening within the par parameters of the relationship, for example, uh, is she dating other guys? Is she doing that? Is that allowed in your contract? Do you have a contract? Do you have an agreement? Have you negotiated who's doing what? How are you going to be uh, uh, someone who plays with many partners? Or are you going to be someone who expects that partner uh, to be loyal to them or monogamous with them? Which both scenarios are perfectly fine. Uh, the other thing is, too, um, uh, there have to be parameters. If that is something that you agree on, then you need to, to, to determine what those parameters are. Um, yeah, you can date, you can do whatever the hell you want, but every third Sunday of the month is a munch, and you're coming to that munch with me, okay? Yeah. And two munches, you don't show up, that's it, okay? Obviously, something else is more important to you or whatever. You're not going to get punished. You're not going to get punished. You're not going to do anything except I'm walking out the door because enough is enough. Public humiliation is an area where I find um, a lot of um, uh, transgressions by submissives, particularly when we don't know all that much about them. Yeah, they could be married. They could be in another poly relationship. Uh, they could be doing something else. They could be lying. Or they may be in a, uh, well, in, in process of kind of like getting out of the relationship. Communication, folks, we keep saying this word communicating, communicating. And I mean, what kind of fun, at least to me as a sadist or as, as a top or as a master, fun to me is not constantly punishing someone. Yeah. When that happened, guess what? It was over. Okay. I mean, maybe you do want to be here some, some way, shape or form, but you're not doing anything for me. And that's the whole name of the game, isn't it? As the person on top, you are supposed to be providing me with something can be service, it can be sex, it could be whatever. But the point is, when you stop doing that, in other words... Well, there is a, there is a larger issue at play if you are not showing up on places you said you were going to be. That's right. Uh, I You've got to find out why. Gotta get, I get this a lot. Mistress, mistress, I'll do anything you say. I'll meet you anywhere, anytime. Okay, meet me at a munch. Oh, no, I can't do that. So if you agree to go to the munch and you're going to meet there at the restaurant at 10 to 3. Right. And you don't 
show up, you don't text, I'm late, I got stuck in traffic, I hit a deer, nothing, you don't, you just don't show up. And then a couple of hours later, you're like, oh, I fell asleep or some baloney. If it were important enough, you would have made the time, you would have done something, I'm sure. At 3.10, 3.15, 3.20, you knew damn well you weren't going. You didn't fall asleep. You just ghosted. And we already said no ghosting. One shot. One time. Can be forgiven. If they do it again, that's not a DS problem. That's, that's a human being problem. That's right. That's right. That, that is irresponsible, disrespectful. And it's public humiliation. And that's something I simply will not stand for. It's, yeah. It, the, if you don't have the balls or the vagina to say, you know what? This isn't working out for me. I'm just too scared to go. Or I'm too uncomfortable to go. Or I'm too ugly to like whatever your thing is that's keeping you from getting in your car and leaving your house which is what we said from the first episode right you must leave your house if you want to engage in your community then have the cojones have the balls have the vagina to say this i can't do this this isn't for me don't leave the person hanging at the munch one time can be forgiven two times is a pattern Something else is going on. Something right. else is going on. They got a right. wife they didn't tell you about. Right. They got a girlfriend they didn't tell you about, or a boyfriend or a husband they didn't tell you about. Um, so that's just plain disrespectful. So that an abusive language, you know, that is also unacceptable. But that's not even a DS problem. That's a human being. Problem. Yeah, it really is, and I think that's a that's a really good distinction to make because so many of us in the uh, in the kink world accept behavior from um, uh, from uh, subs and uh, um, bottoms that we would not accept uh, with other friends with other acquaintances. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But because uh, someone may be extraordinarily, say, for example, talented in one particular area, you want to hold on to them. Um, and that could be any kind of an area. I mean, that could be sex. That could be their looks. It could be their generosity. Uh, it could be a lot of different kinds of things. But there has to be a point when you say to yourself and to your submissive as well, this is not working, period. And that's the time to walk away from this. Now, if you've got yourself a, a, a submissive whose whole idea is intense stimulation and constant pain, and there are many masochists who want that, okay? Mm-hmm. They want that kind of, um, uh, you know, give, uh, receiving of pain. And there are other people who want to give the pain that that one is receiving. But if that is a constant desire... Boy, that's exhausting. Now, that's a humongous amount of work. It is. There's also a different mindset. Here we go again with the yeah. mindset. The mindset of a masochist who likes pain is different from the mindset of a masochist who wants punishment. Punishment is a mindset. 
Now they want to be punished, but they want they not for a transgression, just because they want to be punished. Exactly. It's the mindset of punishment. So and people like it. These masochists want it. They want intense stimulation through corporal punishment. They want to view that intense uh, that intense feelings that uh, the intense S and M practices the corporal punishment in the guise of you know punishment in that mindset. But I think to switch onto the other side of that and let's discuss what. Punishment is now. We, we, I'm not even sure where this term got coined. I'll give you an example of a punishment scene. Yeah. Okay, I'm at an event uh, in the uh, in at a big hotel in some big city, someplace wherever, California, New York, Florida, if they allow it, uh, anywhere. Okay, and I am with my my slave or my submissive, who I know is uh is a masochist i'm no i'm not always up to uh do serious punishment scenes um but i do like to play around i do like to play i have a sense of humor uh my slave is a sense of humor and i like to have a little fun so when we get into the dungeon the first thing i do is i tell my uh my submissive to get prepared to be um bound to the saint andrews course cross, which gives me tremendous, tremendous amount of freedom to do whatever I want to do with their body. So I have um, him uh, attached to St. Andrews with his arms up, okay, and he's facing away from me. So I have complete, all right, and what I do is I whisper into his ear that he was an extremely bad boy, because as we walk through the lobby of this wonderful hotel that is doing this event, he forgot that his role is to walk three paces behind me, no matter where we are. And there he is in the hotel, playing some kind of catch-me game, walking through the lobby. Totally forgot. Wait, you're supposed to be behind me. Okay, didn't say a word while it was happening. Now we're in the dungeon, and I'm going to tell him, you little wise ass, you think you're going to get away with (laughs) not walking three steps behind me through that lobby, and everybody saw you? What are they thinking? They're thinking, what a bad boy. Well, I have a paddle in my hand, and boy, are you going to feel. Yes. And there you go. And it's fun. And it's a fun. playful banter. Very playful. Because he didn't even know it was coming. You don't even have to. You could even just make something up on the fly. At the moment. Absolutely. You looked at me cross-eyed. No, I didn't, mistress. Yes, you yes, did. Yes, you did. I saw you do it. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. And you're going to get punished for it. Oh, no, please, please don't punish <laughs> no, me no. for it. Please, please. Oh, yes, I am. And in fact, you see that woman over there? That's my girlfriend. She's going to come over with her paddle and aren't you going to have a no. terrible time oh no no no, no, no. well you can really have a wonderful time oh my god that sounds like so much fun right it's entertaining yeah, and we always like to say ow is not a safe word right <laughs> if you say ouch is a safe word i'm going to be ignoring that <laughs> yes i am so a lot of the punishment relies on again the oral sex that we like to have and a sense of humor and a sense of humor right and 
fantasy. Right. Now, you know damn well that not where your bottom doesn't like figging and the ginger and the anus. Never do it in a million years, but oh, the fantasy. The fantasy. Of right. it possibly happening. Right, right. You know, I'm going to paddle your ass until it's super right. beet red. And then when we go up to the room tonight, I have a nice big piece of ginger waiting for you with your name on it. Right. No, no, ma'am, no, Well, ma'am, maybe no this mistress, will... No mistress, no mistress. Maybe this will teach you to yeah. not forget to put... Um, uh, Two sugars in my tea. Maybe this will teach you not then, to do that. You know. Oh, please, so, please, not no, that. No, no. Well, maybe I'll do something else then. Um, okay. And meanwhile, you don't even bring any ginger with of you. Of course not. But the threat... Well, you see that Dom over there? Yes. She. As soon as I give her the signal, she's going to come over. And she's going to take her cane. Yeah, you see that big bullwhip she's carrying around? She there wants you go. to try it out on somebody. No, no, ma'am, please, no, what can I do, what can I do? Meanwhile, you don't even know who that woman is. Right. She's well, not involved in your scene. What he what, doesn't know that. He doesn't know that, and, and or and she doesn't know that. And of it. I can always compromise. Well, we'll compromise. Instead of a bullwhip on your ass... Uh, I think, um, and of course, you know you're submissive. You have talked to them before, negotiated before, and you know you're submissive. Has a little interest in, in uh, shall we say, animal play. Uh, would like to be a little woofy, a little dog. And so, well, you know, I'll, I'll take it easy on you. And um, I'll let you down. And um, you're going to crawl all over this dungeon and you're going to bark on command. Oh, yes. And then what you can do is with my friend right over there, the one with the red shorts on and the pink blouse, you're going to go over and rub on her leg. And she's going to smack you away because you're such a bad little doggy. Well, there's so many. So much fun with this. Yeah, there's so many things that you can do. You use your imagination for punishment and you just have a good time. It's an opportunity to really make it, um, um, you know, part of the play. You do light humiliation. You do um, uh, having somebody count backward uh, while being spanked, or you have previously had um, your your uh, your slave, um, say for example, uh, memorize Sonnet Thirteen by William Shakespeare, and <laughs> while you're spanking or paddling. Uh, she has to recite it line by line. You know, one of my favorite things to do is both a bottom and a top. I'm a switch. Thank you, ma'am. I have another. (laughs) Thank you, ma'am. I have another. Boy, though, let me tell you, by the time you get to that tenth one... Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. You know, because your brain and the endorphins and everything, it's getting harder and harder to speak. That's right. Or my other favorite is one, sir, two, sir, three. And then if you forget, if you mess up the numbers, we're going to start from one again and we need to get to ten. And if you forget what number we're on, we start back with number one. Right. Well, because, and you know, if you know you're submissive, if you know your slave, if you know this person, you know 
what's going to turn them on and what oh, yeah. isn't going to turn them on. And to use the threat of something that is going to turn them on as punishment because they don't know that the reality is coming or not coming can be incredibly fun. Absolutely. Um, you know what turns them on. So the idea of a stranger coming over and using a cane on his ass. Oh, wow. We had talked about that about six months ago. And here's the opportunity for me to put that into action. You know, I mean, there are a lot of different things that you can do. You've got to have a little imagination. You have to want to have fun and uh, not take yourself so seriously. If you know that your bottom... Um, has mentioned dabbling in homosexuality. Right. Uh, and you could point out someone and say, you see that guy over there? Yeah, with the big penis? That guy, yeah, that guy. I, you know, I don't like your behavior this evening. You're, you're very sassy and your attitude is very sassy. If you aren't a good boy, and speak to me more respectfully. And you forgot to say ma'am three times already this evening. That is unacceptable. <laughs> he's going to come over and he's going to stick that big cock in your ass. <laughs> that could really freak somebody out or it could excite them to hell. But if you know that That's he right. has hinted right. or came right out and said, I would love to get fucked by a man. Right. When he's horny, right? Then you know. I mean, you're or he's used to only getting pegged by you, right? And now the change is okay. Somebody the first with guy with an eight penis. incher, yeah. Somebody who who is not a strap on user is yeah. an actual penis owner, right? <laughs> you know, right? And right. you could say, you know, so he knows that you both know that it was mentioned. And that he had this interest and it was something that he was horny enough to want to say he liked and wanted to try, even if it's just a fantasy, like, but you can point that out to him. And then you could blindfold him, get out your dildo, That's uh, right. the dildo that That's he's right. used to, you know, That's right. he's had the dildo right. before, it's his toys. Right. You could use that dildo right. or... Buy another one. That's right. Start with that one. Take <laughs> and then take that one out, and then get one that he's not used to. That's right. One that's thicker, that's or right. a little bit longer, or you know, some different. See that? That feels different, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I told that guy to come on over and fuck your ass with this. Absolutely. With his penis. Absolutely. You know, and now he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then you unplinefold him and you say, here, look. He's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know. Exactly. So Um, there's a uh, lot you can do with. Volunteering your slave or submissive to be a demo bottom for an anal fisting. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, but if they've expressed an interest in that. Three months ago, and the opportunity has only presented itself now, then, yeah, especially if you have a consensual, non-consent relationship with this person. Well, a lot of the things we're talking about do include a consensual, non-consent. So what we're talking about is not pickup play. We're talking about somebody you know. 
okay? Because you have to have an agreement with somebody that you know, consensual, non-consent. Otherwise, that does not work. One of the things that I've done several times, and I've talked about it on a couple of podcasts, is to do the forced um, uh, cross-dressing um, uh, humiliation thing for punishment because you're not hurting or harming or anything. All you're doing is humiliating, and you're doing it in, a, I think, a, a very fun way. Now, another fun punishment type of thing, which... I can't do because I don't have the right body type for it. But you can take that naughty boy over your knee. Absolutely. You could dress him in your panties and put him over your knee like a naughty boy. Done it. Yep. Fun. <laughs> get, get out your little hairbrush. That's it. And you say, you want to act like a little brat? I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to treat you like a brat. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. over my knee and get That's your spanking. Right. That's right. And I'm going to spank with this brush and you're wearing... Right. My panties. And everybody is looking at you. Looking at you and in my panties that's with right. your red butt. And they're saying, what a bad boy he must have been. Ah, what a bad boy. Absolutely. And then they're saying, oh, I wish I was him. You know, we we talk about, we talk about you know, uh, people who are, who are giving uh, pain and receiving pain. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating, particularly because there is such a strong... Um, uh, bias against this particular type of activity. Oh my God, you're a sadist. Oh my God, you're a masochist. You like pain. You want to be hit. You want to be beat up. You must be crazy or something along those lines. Well, guess what? If he's crazy, I have to tell you that, uh, you know, uh, sex researchers have determined, uh, or should I say a guess, that uh, approximately, get this, 10% of the adult population in this country alone likes giving and receiving or receiving or both giving and or receiving pain. 10%. That is a big number. How many people live in the United States? I think it's 800 million, mm, a lot isn't of people. it? Am I really wrong? That's I don't know. Whatever it is, that's a lot of spanking. 10% <laughs> of the population. And this is a number, again, that has kept firm oh gosh no. for how long at least 80 years well, since kinsey what does the spanking what does the pain do well it, it releases endorphins so they say mm-hmm. releases endorphins and boy is that a ride and I what about the giving this. of the pain that's another thing that that releases the endorphins in another way yes okay you're not releasing those uh those those hormones hormones or or uh, chemicals in your system just by getting hit but by providing that stimulant and seeing the reaction from that person you're working with or right. on it's incredibly incredibly enticing very sensual very hot extremely hot and yeah. sometimes all it takes is just watching somebody do it deceiving somebody else okay yeah. which yeah. will get your own which juices is why flowing we always say warm up your bottom right first you can't go in there and just smack them because they will time out they will safe word out within a few minutes you got to give the body's chemical reactions time to fire and endorphins to come to the rescue and once those endorphins kick in you can take your bottom your submissive your slave to even more higher uh lengths and higher uh levels of pain 
but you also have to remember when is enough. When have they had enough? You know, and you know pretty much when they've had enough because you've been with your partner. Absolutely. You know, and if you are doing pickup play in the dungeon, check in, check in, check in, check in, check in. Especially if this is pickup play in the dungeon. Say, hey, how are you doing? I'm just checking in. Right. You can exactly. do it in a sexy way. You don't exactly. have to be like, uh, how are you doing? Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. enjoying this. Yeah. Do you want more of this? Do you right. want less of that? Right. Tell me, you know, yeah. what do you, what did you like the most? So there's a, a, a good constructive way to check in yes. on the, on the condition of your victim. Yeah. Without being brutal, without being nasty. I want to correct something though, because oh. I said 800 million, it's not 800 million. Um, 8 million people, I think in New York City, but in the United States today, about 350 million. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's a lot less than 800 million. I got that confused with Something New York else. City's population. But yeah, about 350 million people in the United States today. Again, 10% of that number is likely thought to in, to engage now, in, in, in corporal punishment. Uh, one last uh, topic okay. with this is some, uh, it's something that has always fascinated me, and I, I even like it. It doesn't prove to be feasible in, 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 in a reality of life, but the fantasy of it and the occasionalness of it, routine maintenance spankings. Oh. So if you have a masochist who likes pain for the sake of pain, they like to have it and feel it. You could do ma- what's called maintenance spankings. Every Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Yes. You, <laughs> you come. I like that. And, and it's a, you didn't do anything wrong. No, it's not a punishment spanking. But it is something, you know, like you set your clock by it. You know, you say, okay, yes, every Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. or Tuesday at 7 p.m., um, you get your maintenance spanking. You come over and you do something. You spank them or you cane them or some something, and it fulfills what they need. And it's like she really does care about me. Look, she's wants to make sure I'm getting my needs met. So mm-hmm. the idea, but in reality, in life, you just you can't keep it up every. Because right. shit happens. That's right. You got to work late. That's right. The kids are sick. That's right. Your mom's visiting. That's right. Like, stuff happens. That's right. So, and sometimes you just don't feel like it. But that, to me, is whether you feel like it or not, that's the whole idea of a maintenance banking. Yeah. Whether you feel like it or not. You go there. And that should be in your contract. And that's, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That should be in your contract. Um, you could even, now, if you have a long-distance relationship, you could do something with, with on Zoom. Yeah. Where they spank themselves. Yes. At your direction. Yes. So, it's, if you can't make it uh, because... You had a COVID scare and you're on your home in quarantine. Right. Tuesday at 4 p.m. Oh, you can't come? Zoom. Right. And get out that paddle that 
that small paddle that you have on That's you. That's right. So you're going to count, and, and I'm going to count. You're going to give yourself, you know, five on this cheek, five on that cheek, and then we're going to, you know, something else. So there are alternatives. Yes. But that maintenance is done yeah. every week. I like that concept. I um, really do. And it's whether you're in the mood for it or not. Right. Or you don't even have to do it over Zoom. You could say something like, okay, maybe not once a week. Maybe they need a little more, maybe twice a week. Well, twice a week, you're going to give yourself 20 on this cheek, 20 on that cheek, and then you're going to take a picture right. of your ass, and you're going right. to send it to me, and that picture should get my inbox by Wednesday at noon. Right. Um, if it doesn't get to me Wednesday at noon then you'll do it three times that week. There are all different ways you can do something like that. How do you structure? Yes. So Um, you don't even need to be on Zoom. Absolutely. And and the same thing can be done with with locking uh, a boy up. You can do that very, very easily. I mean, you can, he, he has the equipment, he has the cage, and he is, in, he is told to lock himself up, put that little tiny key in an envelope with your address on it, and put it in the mail tomorrow. And we say lock him up, we talk about mail chest. Yes, absolutely. And that can be punishment, and that can be punishment, okay? I mean, you can have a lot of fun with that particular activity. We're going to talk about mail chastity oh, later on. We have a whole episode coming up with that. But in any event, that is something that you can do, and that can be a lot of fun. And the reality is, is as you know as well as I do, uh, my slave, you have an extra key. I would never put a metal cage on a man's uh, equipment, as it were, and then have him mail it, and I live 50 miles away, and there's an emergency, and I can't get there in time, and he has to show up at, ooh, at the ER. By the way, that's an interesting, that's an interesting predicament, isn't it? Oh, boy, maybe we better stop here. Yes, so (laughs) let's move on to our our next segment, and that's Ask the Mistress for this month. Okay. So, this month's question is, I'd like to set up some protocols with my sub, and I'm looking for advice. Rituals and and, and protocols are very much uh, a part of of the scene, as they are in many other types of activities. We ritualize a lot of our behavior. Uh, For example, the wearing of a collar, the uh, way one greets one's uh, master, uh, on one's knees, uh, what, how one greets uh, uh, other uh, dominants within your social circle. There's all different kinds of, um, of rituals. And essentially, people like rituals. People like uh, to do things that are expected, and they know what's expected of them. Let's put it that way. So that when you set up certain kinds of protocols and, and rituals, um, it's something that you have to make a habit of. Otherwise, it's not mm-hmm. a protocol or so how a ritual. You, so what you would do is first think about the dominant and he's thinking, okay, what does he need to have done? What does he need? Uh, and then you can then say to the submissive, okay, I like fresh coffee on Sundays. 
I like uh, bagels and shamir on Sundays. Or I like, always bring me my favorite um, iced tea drink. Always on your way sure. over here, always stop at either um, you know. DD or 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 another sheets, coffee uh, house or Sheets or Wawa or whatever it is. And I want hazelnut coffee, medium size, one sugar, and uh, two tablespoons of um, half and half. Now, if they don't drive, well, then obviously they can't stop at Sheets on the way. So don't make it something they're not going to be able to do. That's right. Make it something that you need and make it something they can do. Another ritual. Whenever you are with me, um, you're either at my house or I am at your house. And we have a play date. We are going to play. Before I get to your place, everything in that toy bag that I have left at your house, everything is taken out of the toy bag, looked over, made sure it's in good shape to be used and laid out in a certain, say, um, um, I don't know, a circle or, or a line um, on the other bed or on a, the sofa so that I can, at that particular time, not waste any time going through the toy bags and taking things out. I am ready to play, okay? That is what you do. That is a ritual, okay? Uh-huh. And that's what we do. Then there are other rituals as, as well. For example, um, being on your knees whenever you meet your 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 dominant and reciting uh, something I mentioned before, one of my absolute favorite sonnets by Shakespeare, which is sonnet number 13. And if you find sonnet num- number 13, you'll know exactly why I love it so much. The first line uh, of, the, uh, of, of sonnet 13 by William Shakespeare is, being your slave, and that's where I'm going to stop. So go look it up. It's a great thing. Have him memorize it. That's your ritual, okay? He memorizes it and he speaks it to you every time he leaves your presence. Fabulous ritual, okay? Absolutely fabulous. And very, very effective if you can say it in French. But all right, we may be asking too much for that, okay? But point being, this is a ritual. This is what you want. And this is what you're going to get because it's what you want. And you make it very clear that that is something that you can do. Other types of things like protocols, protocols. What is a protocol? A protocol is how does one act in a specific situation? And when we think of protocols, a lot of times we think of etiquette and we think of uh, ways uh, that we can uh, behave around other people that uh, makes them feel good, makes you feel good. Usually that's being nice and being kind. So how do we put that type of a protocol? Whenever, whenever you are at the house, Say, for example, you are at um, the particular uh, house of friends where we all tend to gather. Whenever you come in, you are to drop to your knees if you're capable of it. Otherwise, you can just bow to every single dominant woman that's there. And if there is, if there are dominant men there, which they very well might be, it's a different protocol. You are to offer your hand to the dominant male and say, it is very good to see you, sir. Thank you for joining us. That is a protocol, okay? Serving tea. Whenever the ladies are together, even with some of the men at the particular house we all hang out at, um, the protocol is to ask if anyone would like tea. And if anyone would like tea, you make sure you remember, 
I want strawberry hibiscus. She wants constant comment. The lady over there, the dominant woman over there, wants a Lady Jane Grey tea. You need to either write it down. Nothing wrong with having your little pad and pencil and writing it down. And then you go and you do it and you serve it with grace and humility. That's a protocol. All of these kinds of things can be considered protocols. Uh, another protocol might be every time uh, I am expected to show up uh, at the house, you wait for me outside and you come and as soon as I pull in, you open my door. I never want to have to open my own door. Not that I'm not capable of it, but it's a protocol within our relationship. It puts you in the place that you have decided you want to be in. And of course, it tickles me tremendously because I get what I want. That, those are protocols. Develop whatever protocols you want. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it is you want. Every morning at 9.15, you call me and say, uh, Ma'am, are you, um, are you uh, awake? Are you ready to face the day? Are you, um, is there anything I can do for you? Beautiful. Protocol. Okay, or ritual, which whatever way you wanna, you know, you wanna look at it. Certain groups of people, like poly families, have certain rituals that all of the submissives, all of the bottoms, do on a regular basis because it is a ritual that respects their 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 family or their house or whatever it happens to be. And it doesn't have to be a physical thing. Absolutely. Uh, our protocol that I have with you is every morning before 10 a.m. I text you what my day's plan is. Right. And I tell you what I'm, my appointments are. I'm telling you what my chores are. I'm telling you what I'm doing with the podcast. I'm telling you all these things. But you use that as inspiration and motivation. I do. If she can get up and get 87 things done today, I can get up and get five things done Absolutely. today. Absolutely. So you are finding motivation in my words. And, and there is a, a tremendous amount to be said for that, okay? Uh, it is not weakness for a top or a dominant or a master, not to be Superman or Superwoman. That's not a weakness, that's just being human. So the thing is, um, uh, as many uh, dominant women have said to uh, submissive men and women when they were looking for a relationship, what is it that you can do for me to make my life easier, okay? And it so happens that um, uh, when my submissive um, is, is incredibly active and does all these wonderful things, it's encouraging to me. Because I say, well, um, let me at least um, do my own thing, uh, get moving or whatever, because she's got, gotten up and gotten moving, and that's the least I can do. That's my part, okay? And it's wonderful to have somebody do that for you. It really, really is. Or calling you to remind you, or just texting, or leaving a message saying, um, it is uh, 4 o'clock. If you haven't taken your vitamins yet today, uh, you need to do that. Today. Don't don't forget to take your vitamins. Very important. And in fact, um, um, it's going to be very helpful. And we've agreed we're going to do that uh -huh. because um, I have a tendency to forget. Wow. How much more could you ask? That's a beautiful thing. So protocols, rituals, whatever you want to make of them, make of them. Whatever ritual. I have a ritual once a month you come over and you clean all this, all the silver. And you lay out all the silver. And I reward you for laying out whatever it happens to be. Use your imagination and just make it worthwhile to you. But protocols and specific acts of uh, service 
are very good for the top and for the bottom. Absolutely. So, we certainly covered a lot in this episode. We did, didn't we? And if you have any questions or comments about anything that you heard today uh, during the podcast segment and during the Ask the Mistress segment, please uh, feel free to email us at tkw at com. That's the numeric two. TKW at twokinkywomen.com. We really want to hear from you. Yes, please. You know, we really do. And uh, the thing is, um, uh, you have real-world problems. We have real-world answers <laughs> within the King community. Absolutely. So ask away. Uh, sign up for the new email newsletter at twokinkywomenpodcast.com and get your free downloadable beginner's guide to kink a beginner's guide to kink which has all kinds of charts and graphs and definitions and just fun kink stuff that i uh do all the creation of all the graphics while you're on the website you can get your downloadable um infographic for every single month that tells you the top five things from this episode that you need to remember. That's why we don't summarize at the end. Instead, come on, get on that website. We give you... (laughs) And get that infographic. Because we are very much invested in your education and your safety. Yes. Because we are two kinky women. And we want you to be be kinky kinky too. Listen, guys, thanks again for tuning in. It's so... I'm so glad. We're so happy to know that you like us because we really do like you. See you next time. Thank you.